Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning. This is Dave Debo. This morning, it looks as if there's a new candidate for governor who hasn't formally really made his announcement to the public yet, but he appeared before a meeting of the Republican County uh, chairman and state committeeman over the weekend uh, recently, and Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy is with us now to talk a little bit about it. Nick, thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me, Dave. Take me back to what happened earlier this week in the governor's race. I understand that uh, Republicans from across the state basically convened in Saratoga Springs, and uh, in a straw poll at least, it looks as if you folks decided to kind of throw your support behind a candidate for governor who actually hasn't formally announced yet, but is certainly a newcomer to the race. Explain what happened. What uh, This has been kind of the continuation of an ongoing process that uh, started January 8th when the county chairs convened in Albany, where we resolved that, you know, we really need to put our best foot forward. We don't want to wait until uh, the convention in late May to have full clarity on this race. We thought that we'd take the opportunity of our federal convention in, in early March to have a straw poll to show uh, support to a candidate uh, and hopefully help winnow the field and help that candidate gain momentum so that they can uh, take that to the donors showing that, you know, they're the likely you know nominee of the party. Uh, we've had people come in and out of the race for governor, probably a little more so than usual. Earlier this uh, week, I know uh, uh, Joel Giambra earlier this week said he's going to go independent, but that still leaves Joe Holland and John DeFrancisco. And uh, now the new guy, Marcus Molinaro, enters the Dutchess right. County Executive. And, and Marcus has been someone that has uh, been on the uh, gubernatorial scene for the better part of a year and a half. He's traveled the state, spoken at many dinners. So, so he is a, he is back in the race officially, uh, and that is a um, – uh, that is news, but you know he he had suspended his efforts uh, in early January. I, I think showing some deference to uh, Assembly Leader Kolb, who he had served with, uh, and with Brian Kolb getting out of the race a month later, uh, I think many uh, county chairs and leaders, uh, elected officials around the state, went back to Marcus and asked him to reconsider his decision. Uh, he's a very gifted candidate. Uh, he's uh, done a great job as Dutchess County Executive. He's cut taxes for the last four years and has actually, you know, narrowed the size and scope of county government and done and, and matched the actual rhetoric, uh, you know, that, that many in our party campaign on. And, um, you know, I think that's why he prevailed. Uh, he's a, a very gifted orator. Uh, he's an exciting speaker. Uh, he brings youth and uh, in vigor to the campaign. And uh, I think he is building up a strong uh, momentum that will lead to him being the nominee of our party. Now, obviously, you're not going to criticize the other two, but but at least tell me how Marcus Molinaro is different from, say, John D. Francisco or Joe Holland. Well, I, I think what Marcus brings is uh, excitement and youth to this race. I mean, he he, he represents, you know, I, I don't know precisely how old he is, but he's not much more than forty. 
Um, he, he brings a new generation of leadership uh, to the state of New York. He's someone that has served in various levels of government from village to county. Uh, he was in the assembly for a time, and now he's the county executive. So he's got executive leadership experience. He knows what Albany is doing to local governments uh, by, by you know, crushing it with unfunded mandates. Uh, you know, something that we hear time and again from the counties um, that uh, Albany just can't get out of the way. He's been someone that's put solutions out there and, and, you know, urges government to think a little differently. And I think his, um, you know, the the charisma and the excitement that he brings to this race, I think is going to turn it upside down. Really? Because uh, when when you look at it, Governor Cuomo, uh, you, I'm sure you disagree with him on a lot of policies, but it, uh, I think there are a lot of folks in the state that would say he's very dynamic. In some ways, he's kind of engaging. Uh, Molinaro brings that to the table, too? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's one. some people have characterized this race as anybody but Cuomo. And that, that's, a, that's true to some extent. I mean, Andrew Cuomo's numbers have tanked in many places of the state. I mean, uh, you know, New York City is his last bastion where he's, uh, you know, more uh, strong than, than in other places. But in upstate particularly, and, and I see it here in our, in our local numbers in western New York, he has absolutely cratered uh, in terms of uh, where his favorability is. And we haven't heard a verdict yet out of this trial. Uh, that we will this week. Now, add that to, you know, what our needs are as a Republican Party. We need someone that just isn't there to criticize the existing government, but also provide solutions themselves and, and can show a record of governance and someone that has, you know, led in executive capacity. I think Marcus Molinaro fits the bill uh, very, very well with that. Does he bring a different issue to the table than the other two, or is he just a, a better guy to express what you want expressed i mean i recruit candidates year in and year out and i look at the total package you know one you know, you're looking for the right person to offset you know an incumbent if you're looking for a challenger and i think that marcus is very quick on his feet he's someone that can engage the governor uh you know he has been in the assembly so he understands those state issues inside now uh, but also now sees what they do uh, as an executive and, and, and how Albany's decisions impact county governance, uh, which affects so many of us and our property taxes. So I, I think that having those two blends of experience on top of just, um, you know, the, the youth and, and energy he brings to the race, I think will will upend the race. Talk about the process. This meeting was just a straw poll. The actual uh, purpose of the meeting was to pick federal candidates, and we'll touch on that again. But uh, what yes. happens now for DeFrancisco and Holland and Molinaro? Well, I, I mean, the race moves on. Uh, they, this is a non-weighted vote, so there's only people in the room that got to cast a vote. So county chairs or state committee members, proxies didn't count. So, you know, um, even though I, I'm a very large stakeholder in this process, uh, in, in, you know, represent roughly 6% of the state weighted vote, I got one vote. And, uh, you know, other counties like Monroe and um, Suffolk, which are also mammoth counties, they got one vote. The final result was uh, Molinaro 55, DeFrancisco 23, and Holland 5. 
So, you know, Marcus, who had been in the race uh, formally when he came into the room, I mean, and, and what I had done as chairman, this was, this was uh, you know, lingering. I thought we needed to have more of a tight process. We weren't necessarily getting any guidance from that from our state leadership. So I put a letter to my colleagues asking them to join me in subscribing to a hard deadline of, you know, March 2nd for candidates to get in or out of the race. Marcus Molinaro met that deadline. He showed up. He asked us for support. He declared his candidacy for governor, and um, he ran away with it. Do you envision a primary? I don't. I, I think that we now, you know, the reality of, of momentum will set in. Um, you know, by by all means, anyone has a right to primary uh, or go to the convention in May and, and ask for the nomination. But, you know, momentum has a strange way of setting in, and, and as um, – Marcus, in, in what our intention was when we initially laid this out, is to lay a marker and show where the state of the race was. Um, this will dictate how people make decisions going forward, whether they were supporters of another candidate, will they try to uh, move towards Molinaro. Um, and and at, at that point, the question is up to um, Mr. DeFrancisco or Mr. Holland or anyone else looking at the race uh, to ask themselves if they're growing as a candidate do they have a path to the nomination do they have a path to 25 percent of the convention which would lead to uh, a primary or would they want to go the petition route i just don't see that i don't see that appetite there i think that uh, momentum will grow this week and in the days to come for for molinaro um i expect to have him here very soon uh, where we can do a formal uh, press conference together uh, I, I believe, you know, Marcus is going to unite the party uh, in, in very short order. All right. In other news, uh, the real purpose of the meeting, I guess, was to look at federal candidates. Yes, there was the, the straw poll for governor, but the binding vote came in finding a challenger to Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Yes. And, and we uh, I was actually proud to, to offer the nomination speech for Shell uh, Farley, Shell Shiavachi Farley is her, her full name, but Shell Farley is someone that uh, I've come to know. She, she's from the world of business. She's actually an engineer by education, but has worked in the world of finance and Wall Street. She is running an aggressive campaign. She's raising funds both across the state and nationally uh, to, to, to make this a real race and to give voters a real choice. That's Nick Langworthy, the Erie County Republican Party chairman on News Radio 930 WBN here. When we come back, we'll talk about All Star Closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.